Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from HowToDrawComics.net, along with co-host Rick Bulow, welcoming you to another episode of the HTDC podcast. As artists, a major struggle we face from time to time is bringing our projects through to completion. And when you're talking about an entire comic book, that can take some real willpower and determination to see through to the end. Sometimes, being too much of a perfectionist is to blame, or maybe you've lost interest and thus motivation in your vision. Or maybe you're just feeling burnt out and depleted because it's gone on for so long. Whatever the case, these are things we've all felt at one point or another because they come inherent with being a creator. So in this episode, we're going to discuss some of the methods and techniques that are out there to help you stick with it and produce your work in its entirety, regardless of how impossible that might seem at times. So this question actually comes in from one of our listeners, which is super cool, named Steve Young. Um, So we're really excited for this episode. Rick, thanks for being here, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, as always. Bit tired, but I'm doing well, and I'm loving the question as well. It's really good. Yeah, it's a good one and a relevant one. It's something that I know I've definitely struggled with from time to time, and and I'm sure you have as well. And pretty much every other artist out there who's listening uh, has likely gone through a time when they've been they've started out on this exciting project. They're super jazzed to begin it, and then slowly but surely it that excitement just tapers off the further they get into that project, the further down the path they go. And it's because, for some reason or another, no matter how excited we are to start, you know, that next comic book that we've been imagining for, you know, the the last few months, and we've been writing it up, we've been doing up the drafts, and now it's finally time to get stuck into it. For some reason, it doesn't matter how passionate we are in the beginning. At some point that passion just slowly deters off. And if you don't have the level of discipline needed to see it through to the end, it's very likely that you're just going to tap out and uh, it'll never really see the light of day. You'll never see it through to completion. So have you experienced things like this with your own creativity, Rick? Have you gone through <laughs> that that unfortunate time when uh, you just lose motivation to keep on going? I do believe that I have I have more unfinished projects behind my behind behind me than I have finished projects, and I and I'll almost dare to say that you you you're somewhat the same. Oh, absolutely! I've got a because a long track record of uh, of failed projects that never saw the light of day. But that's also a part of how it is to be a comic creator. Because if you want to finish every single project, I mean, I don't think that's even possible. So yeah, I've I've tried it and I'm still trying it. I'm still struggling with it, but I've come to come to acknowledge that's part of the part of the process of creating and getting better is mm-hmm. by again. Failing and then getting back up and starting over, but leaving unfinished projects behind isn't yeah. necessarily always a bad thing, because your idea could become better. Well, that's very true. So you, it sounds like you've kind of accepted the fate of the creator a little bit there, Rick. So did you ever come up with a way of getting around that, like? seeing those projects through regardless of how you felt about them? Was there any tactics? Or were you just like, you know what? I'm not feeling this project anymore, and that means I could be working on something that I'm more excited about, so why am I wasting my time with this? That depends on the project, uh, project of course, and how far I was in it when I made that decision. Like, going into a project, like, for an, exa- for an easier example, it's like, starting a new re- relationship with your girlfriend or boyfriend at first it's the feelings and the emotions that keeps it exciting yeah totally and and, and going strong and everything just rushes ahead but the, the longer you're in the relationships the more things begin to dull down and mm. sometimes you realize that maybe this relationship weren't for you to begin with in the longer run and you end it or you 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 realize that you have to find a new way 
to keep it going. It's basically basically the same same mindset you have to go into with a project. In my opinion, you have to step back when you start feeling feeling it uh, dulling down a little and look at it with a step back and then see okay is this something i want to put more time into or is it time to let it go now and then take the take the experience with me that i learned from it and bring to something new and better i i would rather do that's a good comparison to draw between you know a relationship which requires work we all know that if it's going to uh, be successful and also you know the relationship that you have with your work or these these projects that you begin they they take work they're going to require a certain amount of dedication and love and attention in order to actually make them into the best possible thing that they could become so yeah that's a really good example there rick um i guess it's i i like to think of it as developing a muscle right if you're going into your first comic book and you've never created one before, it's very likely that the amount of effort that you believe it's going to take initially is very different to the reality of what it's actually going to require of you. And whether or not you're prepared enough to accept that reality is what is going to determine whether or not you'll see it through to the end. But once you make it past that first comic book and you've kind of dialed your expectations to the reality of what it's actually going to require of you, well, the next comic book isn't going to be so hard. You're going to know that there will be a point where you kind of lose interest in it, but you work through that anyway. And so discipline really is, I believe at least, a, a muscle, right? And the amount of motivation you have for a project and the longevity that it has will grow each and every time you go through that process, each and every time you see a project through to the end. So it's it's almost like you want to try to complete as many as possible so that you can work that muscle because if you never see anything through to the end, then you're never, you're going to create that habit for yourself. You know, you'll always be beginning things, but never finishing anything. And I don't know, do you, would you agree with that, Rick? I completely, I completely agree that even though you have to take that step back and look, if you want to finish it, you also have to look at yourself and think, but do I need for my own good to finish it as well? in order to keep that discipline in you because if you don't keep that in mind as well you will you'll start getting lazy as you just as you said absolutely it's, it's important to do, to keep both both things alive and healthy and well both yeah. the ability to know whether or not to stop it and to know whether or not you have to press on due to keeping your discipline going strong. Yeah, willpower is such an important thing, and I think it becomes more and more important as time goes on. You know, with so many things uh, attracting and, and redirecting our attention away from those major projects that we want to be focusing on 100% of the time. Like, And, you know, when you're working on something important, it does require a laser level of focus. If your attention is splintered across multiple things, and you're just not going to be able to create the kind of impact needed to complete that project. And it's going to take you a lot longer to do because, you know, again, your focus will be derailed by other things. So I think the ability to focus on something, to give it your full attention, and to be patient enough to work on it for the period of time it'll take to complete in order to see it through is going to become a, a very rare commodity for people as, as time goes on. Like, I mean, for me, especially like when I'm getting into, you know, my project for the day and everybody at this point knows that the big project that I'm working on is the How to Draw Women Female Faces course, which has been in the making <gasps> for like a year, right? Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, really, really. Wow. Um, so, you know, but it's funny because if if I don't get to work off of a good foot and I... And I end up jumping onto, you know, Facebook or YouTube or some other form of social media or distraction. The entire, it's almost like it sets my brain down a road 
for the rest of the day where I'm just procrastinating and you know maybe I'm chipping away at what I had set out to work on for for that day here and there but most of the day is going to be wasted essentially just you know wasting time on on those things that don't really matter you know on basically <laughs> what are they, what do they say the, the reason that that social media is so addictive is because it's giving you those dopamine hits so when they talk about your ability to suspend gratification, to delay gratification in order to achieve something brilliant, well, that's very hard to do when your brain is constantly being pinged with dopamine hits uh, every time you get a new Facebook notification and someone comments on on you know something that you posted out yesterday, right? So, yeah, I think... It's it's a really important. So, a lot of this stuff comes from your mind and the way that you condition it. Okay, that's the that's the first thing that I'm going to say here as we delve deeper into this and start to talk about the different tactics and approaches that we can take here to essentially rig the system for success to ensure that you are able to get these projects done, these comic books, these artworks, if they're single artworks, whatever it is. We want to rig the system. And the system being your brain, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what are your what are your personal tactics that if you if they are not a secret, and you want to share them, what are your personal tactics? Let's try, let's try to take it step by step with your personal tactics. How you go about it yeah, when totally. you have a specific a specific project. Just a step-by-step for for your day. Mm. I'll, I'll talk about uh, my approach, and then maybe we can delve into yours as well. And I'm sure everybody out there has a different way of dealing with this stuff. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah, exactly. they've totally. learned it from other people. Maybe they've come up with it and dealt with it on their own. But for me personally, a successful day, a, a productive day, begins before I go to sleep the night before. Okay, so I set the intention. I think about what I want to achieve the next day. And it's almost like that intention has to be really true and real. Like you just can't say that you're going to complete whatever it is you've laid out for the next day. You have to really believe and intend to complete that particular sum of work or body of work that day. And you have to be super determined before you even go to sleep. And if I can do that correctly, and I can be truly genuine in my intentions, the next day I'll wake up and I'll avoid any form of social media. So I do not go onto my mobile phone and check notifications and emails. I do not go onto my web browser and basically do the same thing, waste time on social media. or YouTube is a big one for me. Man, I just blow so much time on that. I've said that before. It's, it's horrible. It's a terrible thing for me. I've got to shun it away like the devil. And if I can avoid all of those distractions and I can get straight to work, so I'll make a coffee, of course. I need a coffee to wake up, sit down at my desk. Ideally, you've already got every tool that you work with in order to create your product set up and ready to go. So I've got my tablet out in front of me ready to work on. I've got my application open, ready to go. That's one of the first things I'll do when I switch on my PC. I'll get all the reference images up if I'm using them. And then I'll start to get to work as fast as possible. And you know what happens when I'm able to do that, Rick? What happens is that I find that I'm I just get I, I just become absorbed in it almost straight away. I become 100% immersed because my brain hasn't been directed down any other pathways yet. It's 100% focused on what it is I'm working on, and I'll find that I get into the zone, man, where all of a sudden. Hours have passed, and I've been working on what I had intended to work on the night before, and I'm actually making progress. I'm actually getting it done. But even implementing those series of steps, that's the hard part, in all honesty, because it's one thing to start doing that, but it's another thing to actually create it and and make it into a habit. Because once it becomes a habit... It becomes easier and easier to just get, get straight to work immediately, right? So habits are important. The process is important, but the habit, if you can make the process a habit that should, and, and you make that who you are, you are going to be unstoppable as a creator. 
You're just going to do it, right? Now, later on, we'll delve into how to keep going, how to keep on doing it as far as motivation and not burning out goes. But, you know, as in terms of being productive and actually getting to work, that's kind of my take on it. How about you, Rick? <laughs> it really starts, mine really starts in, in a way as, as yours. I have a, like this massive whiteboard on my wall that I use both for my daughter and my own. Great. Where I write down, where I write down first, uh, right before I go to bed, where I write down what we, what she has to do, of, of simple chores the day, the day after when she wakes up, and then I also write down what I have to do. And then, depending on if I have, if I have school, let, let's take a day where I don't have school, where I just have myself, where I don't have to be go to school and teach. Yeah. <clears throat> I wake up. Uh, the only reason I I even turn up on my internet browser is to check my emails for potential work, and or I need to answer clients, or stuff like that. Then I go to the toilet for half an hour and just <laughs> yeah, no details there, but it just to. This is after I've uh, I've sent my daughter. I had my daughter is at school or wherever she is. I've said no. That, I go back home. Is that where you meditate, toilet. is it? The toilet. That is where I meditate. Sometimes I just sit there, sit out there, even though I don't have to. But it's just the feeling of it being the quietest and most, uh, yeah, the, the cleanest room as well, and just the silence in it for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> just to get my head straight, even though it's focused already. Yeah, yeah, totally. It takes away it takes away all those interruptions that easily comes if I had to do it in another room, like yeah. if I sat in my uh, set, if I sat and do, did it in my living room, I could I I would I would look at the table and see ah, this needs to be cleaned up or, and then I'll start working <laughs> on that instead of actually meditating. So I do it on the toilet, just getting everything out of my head, getting focused on what I have to do. Yeah. And yeah. things I've prepared things for the day before, just like you, to make it easier. Sit down. I put up. I put up my uh, my yeah. What what I'm what am I using these days? Uh, some some music. Some place I listen to music. It depends on what I want to use that day. But never YouTube because that just drags me some other weird places. Yeah. Totally. And I, then I start. Then I start working. I said I, I set my Pomodoro timer, and I follow that to the point. I remember to follow that all the time because if I don't follow that and I don't take those breaks, I'll start to get hurt. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's basically it for me as well. It's all about the discipline in it. But I need that meditation half hour, max half hour. It can be less depending on how how my head is, just to prepare myself first so it's basically to some extent the same as you yeah. stay away from stay away from all the social media that'll keep your attention that'll take your attention yeah and it, just have some just have some easy to listen to music and just find yourself flowing flowing into it so to speak yeah, it's hard to do, isn't it? Because of the the dopamine hits that your brain gets, it, it literally becomes an addiction. Uh, mm -hmm. the, these you know distractions, but the meditation that you mentioned is super interesting because if I do get distracted in the first half of the day and I catch myself getting distracted, I'm like, man, I'm just making no progress. I haven't been productive, and I've just been stuck, you know, wasting time watching, you know, cat videos on YouTube for the first half of the day. One thing I will do to kind of break the pattern of doing that <clears throat> is I'll go ahead and I'll actually take a nap. I'll, I'll, well, it's it's not even really a nap. It's just kind of a lay down for 20 minutes, maybe half an hour or so. Uh, yeah, kind of. And what I find is that allows my mind to refocus, right? So now I'm taken away from those distractions and I can kind of reset my intention for what I want to get done, which sometimes is 
is also something which is just as effective as my previous method where I kind of think about doing that the night before because, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you're feeling kind of groggy and it's really hard to tell what kind of mood you're going to be in, whether you're going to be awake, whether you're going to be energized or whether you're going to be kind of groggy and fatigued, right? It depends for me depending on when I wake up and how much sleep I get, of course. And so it's it's kind of as much as you might set the intention the night before waking up the next day sometimes it's going to be a little bit difficult to keep yourself to that initial intention so a nap halfway through the middle of the day or in the afternoon can really allow you to reset that intention and in a way where you're not there's less of a chance of you waking up in in a state which is unproductive, where you're go- where you're feeling tired and and just groggy, where you're not really there physically or mentally, right? So, mm. yeah, I think you know the midday power nap. That's another little tactic to just throw in there if all else fails. Just remember to to keep it a power nap and not five to six hours. Yeah, because if you go longer than that, if you go more than 20 minutes, half an hour, say, there is a chance that you will get that foggy effect later on when you wake up, especially if you fall into a deep sleep, for example. Yeah. Now, Rick, I've always meant to ask you because, of course, as we're recording this podcast, it's about, let's see, it's about 9.43 a.m. in the morning here for me, but over where you are, it's what time? Two, two, at the, two at night. It's two at night, and you have a lot of late nights. Is that because you're a bit more productive at night time when you're working? Yeah, that's how I feel, because there's no interruptions from from my kid or from phones ringing or emails popping up that I have to look at, because I do get emails that I have to look, look at sometimes concerning my daughter. Yeah, totally. So it's at night I feel the most free and I've I've taught my body to only need like six hours sometimes. Yeah. And that's 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 good for me. So and all other and some other times I I completely and sadly twist it all around. I actually sometimes have to stay awake twenty four for twenty four hours and just. Ignore sleeping for 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 a day in order to reset my body instead of keeping it pushing it into a bad, worse and worse way, which some people might say that's not healthy, but I feel like that's that's how it sometimes works for me and have to work for me that I just need to push my body that yeah. little extra like it happens once a month or so such so where where I don't sleep for 24 hours just to reset everything i don't know how you do that rick because i mean i used to be able to do that when i was a bit younger and i'd be like semi-productive still but now i don't know man i don't know what's happened for some reason i just need more sleep and if i don't get it i'm very unproductive the next day so i guess maybe it's because i did break the habit whereas you've continue to cultivate mm-hmm. it over time and and your body is just used to it I, i'm guessing yeah i think uh, again as we've spoken of in many podcasts a lot of everything is mental and if you can keep your mind disciplined your body will follow eventually mm-hmm. so if you want to to get back into this this way you can do that and and you know you should be that your body should be able to handle it yeah absolutely then you can then you then you would after some training be able to do it i never recommend people to stay up for 24 hours a day because it is not healthy for many people but some people can do it if they're used to it if they in some way have have been raised to be able to do it in the way they've slept and all that it's not something you should just decide to do out of nowhere yeah exactly well we've talked about the techniques and the tactics for getting to work but what about continuing to work for long periods of time on a single project and by long periods of time i'm not just talking about a day i'm talking about weeks months sometimes like in my case even years because 
maybe you're a crazy person and for some reason you just take that long to do things. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, so I, I guess for me, you know, being the, the example here of, of someone who's worked on something for a year um, and really how to draw comics, the website in general, you know, I've stuck with it. I haven't really let although I have been tempted, I haven't really let other things derail me from that. Like actually making comic books is something that I really want to do. And I'm so tempted to just be done with the howtodrawcomics.net site and the education side of things and just make comics for the rest of my days. But I've stuck with it and I want to see it through to the end. And when I sit down and I really think about, you know, what has been the thing that's gotten me to stick with this course for so long... What's gotten me up every day to actually keep on working on it? And I guess one of those things would be the ultimate impact that I wanted to have. I think a lot about the end result and what that's going to mean once I get to that final destination. And so for me, if I have a grand vision and I can make that vivid, that's what kind of motivates me to keep on trudging through the hard parts of getting there. Because I think that anything worth doing is going to challenge you more than you've ever been challenged before. That's why not everybody achieves their dreams. That's why not everybody is able to do great things. Because it, it's very challenging. It's going to test you. And so the more aggrandized I can make that vision, the more I'm, I'm pushed and motivated and buzzed about getting there. And so in those hard times, that's what I try to think about. So if you're working on a comic book project, for example, one thing that I'd suggest to do, especially when, you know, you're maybe three or four pages in, just try to remember what it's going to be in its completion. Once the those inks are done and it's all colored up with those beautiful uh, uh, arrays of hue, Think about what it's going to be to actually hold it in your hand and to see it and to read it and how other people are going to feel when they're reading it as well and what that's going to, again, mean for you. Because we all have important ideas and stories that we want to give to the world. We all have you know, our inner being that, that has something to say, that, that wants to express itself. And despite the fact that that may get boring to do each and every day to actually produce it, it's still got a lot of power. So uh, that that's uh, on my end of things. As far as everything else that I try to do, again, when you've got a habit there and you're disciplined, I think that regardless of how much you want to do something or how motivated you are, that's going to kind of trump all of that. That's going to allow you to kind of short circuit the, uh, the potential... Um, lack of motivation that could indeed get you to tap out and completely bail on the project you've been working on. Um, but that it's, I, it's going to allow you to see it through if you're disciplined. I completely agree. Yeah. I completely agree. Discipline first and foremost. And then, as you said, you need to envision the end, like really see it like in a, like in a picture in front of in front of you, in your head, imagine it existing already before you even started it. The better you can do that, the more motivated you, um, you, you'll be to actually finish it, to get it, to get where you envisioned it to being. Because now you've already seen it being, how, how it's, how it's going to be done in your head. Now all you have to do is actually do it. Yeah, absolutely, man. That will help. That will that will help you a lot as well. So before you even start the project, see it in your head, and then begin plan out the steps you need to do to make it. Yeah, I've said it before, but be structural with your approach when it comes to basically anything in life. But now we're speaking art, so with art, be structural in your approach. If you have to write it down, write down your steps where you're going to do it. I'm sure for someone with a project for for a whole year, <laughs> writing it down has been a need. You must do. You can't keep all that in your head. Yeah, you're not that 
you're not that insane, I hope. No, exactly. And it has been really hard, man, to, to see the light at the end of that tunnel sometimes. I've, I've got to admit, like, I'm not, I'm definitely not a, a, a perfect creator. Like, everything that I set out to do, I don't always complete. And especially with this course, which has taken so long and, like, it's been revised so many times now, um, it's... There have been times when it's pretty darn hard to jump back into it. And... But then, you know, I think about all that it's going to be and, and what I've included in it and how far it's come, and I get excited, man. Like, there's so many cool chapters and lessons that I've included in this thing that I, I think about it, and and I get excited. And it's it's almost like the, the dream course that I wish I had had on, you know, how to draw female faces, and hopefully later on that'll expand into, you know, drawing the human body and, and, and of course, you know, actual finished comic book pages. And so when I think about these things in, in their completion, like, I get excited and passionate, and it reinvigorates that initial a motivation that I had in the beginning to, to even set out and do it in the first place. Yeah, you, you, you said something really, really there, and it's so need to address a little harder that you keep yourself motivated and you keep thinking yourself up and you keep yourself pumped yeah that's important you need to be your own biggest cheerleader you need to be your own biggest fan absolutely man especially for especially for doing projects you need there's no one else that's gonna do it don't yeah. be one of those people that sits down and looks at your Facebook site when you when you put a picture up and goes, oh, I only got a hundred likes. That means they're not interested in my project. Maybe I should just stop. Yeah. No, because they don't know the finished idea you have in your head if they're only seeing small steps of it. They're not seeing what you know it's going to be. Mm. And they only... Ad- and you should never decide and make decisions upon likes on Facebook. I said that before. I, I am aware I've said that many times, and and I usually say it with a little grumpy voice. Voice, but it's true. Hmm. Well, you don't, don't wanna, you don't want to base your self worth on other people, right? Like you said, exactly. No one, no one's gonna do this this dream project that you have for you. That's all on you. And yeah, man, like you're you're so right in what you said about being your your own cheerleader. Like you've got, you've got to push yourself, and that's I, I guess kind of the burden we bear as creators because we've got to motivate ourselves, we've got to be our biggest fan, and we've got to make sure that somehow we're we're generating our self value from within. That we don't need the approval of others in order to keep on going because. That's all disposable, right? I mean, that's that's something that isn't going to last ever. The only thing that'll last is is you and and the amount of will that you have. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the first start, the first start of my my life as as my own person, I I quickly learned that I didn't have anybody to really support me in in. In basic basic day life, I mean, I just got home, got to live on my own, on my own from being a family that supported me and and helped me with food on the table and everything like that, as an example. And then you get, quote unquote, kicked out. I didn't get kicked out. If you're listening, mother, I know I didn't get kicked out. <laughs> you still get on my bag if I'm saying that I was. So I, yeah. I better, I didn't get kicked out. I left on my own. Yeah. But if everyone has tried that that lives on their own, it's a slap in the fa- it's a slap in the freaking face when you realize <laughs> how hard it actually is. It is. And when you ha- when you ha- when you when you have to realize that hey, there's no mother or father that supports you and just give, gives you food on the table when it, when you're hungry, you have mm. to do that on yourself. And at that time, I quickly realized, well, there's only one person that's gonna support me a hundred percent in life. In yeah. my life, from now on, no matter how, how many, the, uh, no matter if I get married or no, or how many tr- children I get, there's only one person I can 100% count on, and I need to 100% count on, and that's to you. be my biggest, biggest support and fan, and that's my myself. 
Yeah. People seem to forget that. People seem to forget to be supportive of oneself. People yeah. seem to forget the the fact that you need to be your big own biggest fans because no one else is. Yeah. And no one a, else is gonna be Yeah. And and in a way, like it's important that you look out for yourself as well as supporting yourself because you know, in the end, if you do dream of being a comic book artist someday, working for the big guns like Marvel and DC, or even starting your own studio and, and, and creating your, your own titles with your own characters, if that's important to you, like the inner you, the person within, and it's who you are, then, you know, the way you think and, and the way you act has to be supportive of that. So... If you're out there procrastinating and, and going out and partying, right? I mean, young people, we're, we're very inspired. We're probably the most inspired we'll ever be. But at the same time, we're the biggest party animals we'll ever be as well. So if you're if you're out there partying with your friends or even just, you know, um, having, having movie nights and, and wasting time there or, um, you know, again, wasting time on the Facebooks and whatnot, the internets in with general. Sorry? Video games as well. Yeah, video games. Oh, video games are a big one. I'm glad you said it, Rick. It's it's huge, especially for uh, the demographic that, that I teach in anyway. Um, video games are a big one. But if you're wasting your time on those, like, remember the inner you. You know, you need to catch yourself and say, hey, you know what? I want to play these video games. I love them. I really do, but man, like you got to get back to work on that dream. Remember the dream of of having your own comic book studio and making your own comic books. Remember that, right? And then you you stop the video games and you get to work because that's what's important to you. That's what m- is more meaningful to you. And because you're your own best friend, you want to make sure that you're advising yourself with with the best intentions that you possibly can because you care, right? You care about mm-hmm. yourself, so. I, I really do believe in that, that we kind of self-sabotage to an extent. We do things and we, we, we behave in ways that really do cause us to, to ultimately just let go of our dreams altogether and, and give up on them. And that is not right. Like if, you're, if you truly care about yourself, you've got to make sure that your passions and, and everything that you want to achieve in this very short life is actually going to happen and that you're willing to do the things you need to do in order to ensure that because it's important, right? You're not going to remember all those video games you played on your deathbed, right? You're not going to remember all the time you wasted doing things that never mattered. You're going to remember the great things that you busted your ass to achieve. Exactly. And no one else. I said this before and I'll continue to say it. No one else is going to do it for you. Yeah, big time. You're gonna, you're so be your own support, be your own greatest support, be your own best friend, be your own greatest fan. Don't expect others to be it for you because they won't be. They are too busy with themselves if they know what's right for them. Yeah, totally. Very, very true. You know, they're they're all they're likely either procrastinating, pursuing their own dreams, right? Um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's a funny thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's very interesting as well. Like, I think a lot of this stuff does come from the way that, that you're brought up and the type of mindsets that you, you're almost programmed with by default from childhood. I do think that if you have the willpower to learn new ways of, of approaching life, you can definitely do that. But, uh, you know, I know for me, when I was growing up, there was one thing I realized and that was... In order for me to be able to do what I want in life, and for some reason I was just a kid that that had things that I wanted to do, and I was a kind of a spoiled brat. I wanted everything in a way, and I was very determined to get it. Like I remember my mum telling me oh. stories about <laughs> how we would go shopping, and and I just climb up the shopping shelves and and start grabbing things that I wanted. Right? What were you gonna say, Rick? How is that spoiled? That I can understand that. As a child, and the way you react maybe might get people to look at your your spoiled. But the mindset, in a way, is the right mindset to have about it. That I want it mm. all. Yeah. But on top of that mindset, you also need to have the mindset: I want it all, but damn it, do I need to work for it? Totally. Exactly. You can have anything you want. That's the thing. It's like 
It's like that's the thing. Like you'll but you'll reap what you sow at the same time. So you'll get out as much as you put into something. You can have anything you want, but you got to be prepared to do what it takes to get it. It's it's almost like an Indiana Jones movie, right? You want the diamond at the end, but you're gonna have to go on a quest to get there, right? <laughs> so so yeah, as a kid, I was just like that, and and I, I remember actually one of the first jobs I ever had. And this will be because uh, no one probably knows this who who, know, who knows me who has followed me. But one of the first jobs I ever had was I was working at a mushroom farm where basically my job entailed folding boxes for the mushrooms, and it was like a dollar for every twenty five mushroom boxes that I folded. So on on the good days I'd make like ten dollars after folding two hundred and fifty oh, boxes. That sounds like crap. Yeah. But do you know what, man? I would go in there and I would fold the heck out of those boxes and I'd make bank. You know, I'd make ten dollars yeah. <laughs> I'd make ten dollars after school. And it's super weird because you know, like that is such a, a small amount of money for for so much work. But um, you know what? I saved up for my first computer doing that. And do you know what? When I got that computer I installed all my graphics applications and I got my tablet and I started well actually I didn't have a tablet at that time I just started making digital art painting with a mouse and I got really good at it surprisingly enough but you know that that's the thing like when you've got those goals and those big dreams it's like there's going to be a few things that you're going to have to do that you're probably not going to like and enjoy that much mm-hmm. in order to get there so it's almost like you make the small sacrifices for the greater cause. Um, and my, uh, one of one of my fir- sorry, but yeah, no, one of go. my first one of my first work jobs was cleaning toilets at schools. Yeah, I mean, the scrubbing toilets, and it was and and it was nice in any shape or form, and it was just nasty. But as you, I I had to make money. Hmm. I, I I had I, I had myself to feed, so totally. it didn't matter what I had to do. And you know, we talk about these things, and and we talk about them as if you know they're they're bad. But I actually think it's super good to have those experiences. In fact, I would argue that half the reason that you know we do walk into to classrooms full of people who who want to learn how to do this stuff, who go home after class and just play video games for the rest of their time. I think it is because maybe they haven't had their that that experience where they they really had to, you know, work for something that they truly cared about that they truly wanted to make happen, and, you know, I don't know why. Um, I, I don't. I really don't know. But I, I feel like I'm I'm not finding as as many people out there as maybe they used to be, who mm, really exactly. really had had some kind of passion like they really cared about something and of course everyone who's listening to this podcast probably is is already well and truly on the path of becoming the the comic book artist that they want to become improving their abilities otherwise they wouldn't be listening to us ramble on in the first place but you know we're, we're talking about the other people the person next to you right <laughs> who uh who you know everybody's got a friend out there who we we might look at and just go you know what man like you're miserable and you're sad and you're never having a good time. Why don't you just go out there and do what you want to actually do? You know. Yeah, don't sit here. Don't sit on Facebook and complain and whine about it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, sorry, sorry. That that that. that yeah, I've heard it too much. I <laughs> I have a friend exactly like that. Where I think exactly like that. Like stop whiling and get your fat ass off the couch and get out there and do whatever you want instead of. <laughs> Instead of complaining, not getting it. Yeah, totally. You're not, you're not gonna get it. You're gonna work for it. That's, yeah, that's right. And to answer your question, I I do feel like as well that there's less driven people, like yeah, near you. And again, I'm gonna be hated for saying this, probably, but I'm gonna I'm gonna blame the millennials again, man. <laughs> I, I do. And and it's not and it's not the people born in that, but mm. it's the it's those who are called quote unquote millennials, those people that are expecting to get what they want because it's easy because they live in a place where everything can come easy because their parents have money. Mm. 
and all that. And their parents are spoiling them by giving them whatever they want without them having to work for it. They, they never learn. And then when they have to uh, are tossed out on their own, yeah, they, they completely crumple. And and then yeah. they have, to, and then they have to go on to get me, uh, mental issues and yeah, and, and all that. And then they'll become being a bother for the for the for the country and state instead of saying, you know what? Okay, I might I might have been given more than I should have. Hmm. But instead of whining about it, I should just learn to deal with it now and now start working for what I want. Totally. I mean, one and thing we can... That's, yeah. That's, that's said with personal experience as well, because I went through that period. Not, oh, yeah. not, not for long, but I went through it where I actually broke down and was diagnosed with mental illnesses because I broke that much down because I didn't know what to do or what to, or what to wear at a at a moment in my life yeah right so that, that's why that's why i'm so honest about it because mm. when i say it because i've been there yeah well definitely i mean one thing we can agree on is, is circumstance determines so much about you know how how driven we are and what we do and even if we have aspirations in the first place to to really set out and and accomplish something great that we care about so you know, it's and it's not our fault either. It's not our fault when we when we are thrust into those circumstances. You know, it's and that's not why. No. Yeah, like I feel I feel very I feel a lot. You know, for those those young people out there and older people as well who never even who never found their passion and it's kind of like you know the, the time is gone <laughs> and there's nothing. You know, I heard this quote the other day. There's nothing worse than than the look of regret in in somebody's eyes because it's too late so yeah man it's it's one of those things and i feel like if you don't know what your passion is and i know we're talking about comics here so everybody's passion is is probably making comic books at the end of the day who is listening to this podcast but you know just in the in the unlikely chance that you haven't found your passion yet or maybe you don't know what type of comic book to create maybe you don't even know where to begin with it Try exploring. Just explore. And as long as you're moving, you're going to find that you're, you're bumping into things that catch your attention and, and that you want to pursue and explore a little bit further until ultimately it does become something. You do find that thing that you truly are passionate about, that you just can't let go. I mean, that was comic books for me because I wanted to be a video game designer. There was a point in my life where I was working on this big video game project in very much the same way as I'm working on this female heads course. And I was really, really passionate about it. And I, and I cared about it, you know. I had my reasons. I felt that video games were an amazing medium to pull somebody from reality into this virtual world that you'd be creating with your own characters, with your own stories which were unfolding, and they could be a part of that. I thought that was awesome. But, you know, and, and I wanted to be a 3D modeler at one point, 3D sculptor. I thought that was really cool. I absolutely loved and adored that. Wanted to make film at one point. Even kind of wanted to be a writer or a musician. And it's funny because I actually, you know, they were probably not the most important passions I wanted to pursue. But I, they did kind of come to mind. There were a few tracks, a few music tracks that I made there for a little while that, you know, I just wanted to experiment with, see if I could do it. Um but you know, comic you books. You still got them? Uh, probably, but I would never show them to anybody. I, I want to hear them. <laughs> they were they were terrible. I can assure you. Writing, I'm pretty I'm pretty good at. I'd love to write some books someday, especially nonfiction books, on on some of my thoughts and uh, philosophies, very much similar to what we cover here in the podcast. But you know, comic books again were the thing that I just could not let go. Like I knew that that was that if I had to choose one thing. That'd be it. So that's what what drives me, and and what is hopefully going to be the the one factor that, regardless of how long it takes, regardless of how how big and gargantuan that project is, that passion and, and knowing that that's what I really care about is what will pull me through and allow me to to manifest those projects and give them to the world ultimately. Yeah, exactly. So it's a real back a little and get back on track a bit. Yeah. Because 
the question uh, the question was how how to finish projects um, yeah uh, when when you first told me about it on facebook and i read it i i found it to be able to the question could be understood in many ways i mean in what we already we hit it on in we answered it as best we could in one way already Hmm. but what if he mean what if he means uh finishing it with how how he how you how you plan to let's say a comic book your pro your process your process in 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 actually doing sketches and inks and all that first how how to finish after that when you know when do you know oh yeah i get you, you. yeah your project is start is gonna be done in that in that way in that sense yeah totally totally well what's your opinion on that rick just to start off with that, that's a good question because <laughs> i i i just I just look back and uh, at my, when I'm when I'm getting there to uh, getting there, I just look back and uh, and just say, okay, there, fine, that's 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 how far it's gonna get. Yeah, right. When I when I when you when I start feel like okay, now I'm just adding lines for life for the for for silly details' sake or something like that. Mm. And in a project as a comic, I've. I was 14 when I did my first and only comic, so I have done specific comics with panels in a long time, except for practice. Yeah. Well, you said to me that because you do very like realistic-looking artwork, that it can take mm-hmm. you a long time to to call it done. Yeah. So how oh, do, yeah, how do can. you know when yeah. it's called done, and and like, at what point do you say, all right? This is all that I'm going to put into it. It's good enough as is. I'm going to call it. I've a had day to. On I've this. had to. I've had to train my perfect perfectionist brain to be able to just throw my hands up in the air and say that's done. And and I think it depends on project to project. Really, I can't tell you a specific way to see to do it, other than you. You just need to know. You need to look at your project and see whether it's done or not. Yeah, totally. It's a weird answer, but it's the only answer I can really give you. You you have to see, you have to just be able to put yourself back and try and look look at it as someone else other than you, like mm. an like your own outside consultant. If you don't have one, yeah, big look, time. I I mean, I got my daughter at times, but everything I make, she says, mm, it looks good, and then she walks away. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I, I don't really, but yeah, you, you have to be able to look at your stuff in with the mindset of how others would look at it. And then you'll have to tell yourself, well, I guess it's just not going to get better. Yeah, big time, man. And I think it's a skill set in and of itself, like knowing when to call it done and, and calling it done altogether, because... It's weird, like, for me, I used to struggle with that a little bit more than I do now because, you know, in the beginning, I was always throwing in the detail, rendering things out, but more than that now, it's become a process of balancing things out where I'm kind of, in my mind, I'm figuring out, well, how much detail do I need to leave out? Where does it need to be placed? Where is it important? And where is it going to make the biggest impact? And then calling it done after that. So it's it's almost like the process of calling it done for me may mean actually shortening the production time that I'd otherwise be spending on it in in a weird kind of roundabout way. Now that sounds a bit complica- mm-hmm. complex, but it very much has been a process of dialing back how much detail and how much time I spend on producing these artworks. And I think that... In a weird way, for some reason, and this is just something I've noticed in, in my personal experience, when I've been posting out artwork that does have less rendering and detail in it, people seem to really be drawn to that more, which has been a very strange experience for me because I always thought that the more rendering and detail that I could put into this thing, the more epic it would be, the more people would fall in love with it. So, you know... Yeah, that took you back, that took you back a little when you realized that someday. Oh, totally. So. Yeah. A month ago, I remember. Yeah, totally. It's yeah, so well, strange. Yeah, that, that just shows you that your opinion differs from the people who views it. And even though the project you make is for is 
but in your interests and your passion and your desires at the end of the day you're still making it for other people yeah so you you have to be able to have that outside out that inner that inner outside consultant yeah totally. in you that will be able to tell you to stop and be able to tell you when it's done you sometimes you might even feel like okay maybe i should just put a time on it a direct time on how, when i need to stop like five hours of work and then has i have to call it finish yeah to, exactly to get, you, to get you to snap out of the perfectionist in you yeah yeah it's it's hard holding myself accountable that's the, that's the hard part <laughs> um well yeah one thing I'll add in here, just because I think it'll be valuable for, for a lot of people out there, is um, that the process of actually working and, and how to produce the body of work that you're trying to complete in the first place. So one thing that's really worked out for me, and, and Rick, you might have a different way of working, but one thing that's that's worked for me has been rather than say, let's take a comic book, for example. You know, you're working on a comic book. One thing that I would suggest doing, rather than completing one page in its entirety so doing the pencils the inks and the coloring on one page what i'd suggest doing is get is basically build the comic book up in different passes different phases so you might start out with 32 pages drafted up of the entire comic book right and i know that this is how they do it in the industry but it is worth just noting because this is exactly what i've done for the female heads course actually i've drafted the entire thing out and then go over the top of that draft, do the final pencils, fill out the, the finished details, go through the entire 32 pages and do that. And then once that's done, do the inks. So go over the top of all those pencils with the inks, get 32 pages inked up and ready to color. And then, of course, do the colors there on after and the lettering if, uh, if you're also doing that. And I find that working your way through the project in its entirety through stages is one of the most effective and the uh, it ensures almost that the entire project will get done rather than just, you know, getting five colored pages in and then realizing that, you know, it's it's not going in the direction that you want it to go in. It gives you more foresight when you're working in that way, when you plotted it out from start to finish. And it's more structured. Exactly. Which is also, again... That's a word that I'm going to say a lot, I know, but it's important. Structure is important. The most, that's the most structured way to approach it, and it will keep your passion and your motivation running even more, I'm sure, by doing it that way. Because when I think about how I want to approach a comic book and creation of comic book, that will be the same way, start out doing doing the whole thing in simple thumbnail, thumbnails or sketches uh, and then work on fair rendering it, uh, making it better and better looking step by step. Totally. Well, you remember me talking about how it's it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel just before mm -hmm. and I think that this allows you to see the light at the end of the tunnel a bit easier. You know, you can... And, when I was talking about, you know, you get excited about the project that you're working on. When you've drafted all that and you know where it's going and what's going to happen, you can use that to excite you, to, to get you past the first, second, third, fourth page all the way through to the end. Because you already see the end. You already see the you end. Always... You know it's going to be great. It's just a matter of time. Because you already created the draft of the end. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so that's basically that basically basically what we talked about about having a goal and then have small steps towards that goal. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. It's it's so true, and it's it all comes back to to rigging the system, man. To to make sure that you as a creator, when you've got an idea that that goes in that that comes into the to your mind you're able to produce it as, as if you are a machine, literally. Like, you're, you're drafting it out, you're getting the first draft done, you're building it up from there, and you're using these different things to motivate you to keep on moving forward. I think that's the most important thing. You know, just recapping on what we've covered in this episode, making sure that you're getting get, starting off on the right leg in the mornings, 
and and not jumping onto things that are just going to distract you and pull you away from the mission that you've laid out for that day. And then, of course, the actual process that you go through for creating it. So drafting it out first, working it up in those layers, and slowly but surely sharpening the focus until it, it, it becomes completely clear as, as to what it's ultimately going to become, until it's done. And then, yeah, getting it out there, remembering your purpose, looking out for yourself, remembering what's important to you, and making sure that you use that to, to drive you forward. Yeah, care for yourself first before you care for anyone else. <laughs> well, well, yes, yes. Well, you got to, you, you have to, you know, it, you got to put yourself first sometimes. When it, com- when it comes to these things, that's what I mean, at least. Yeah, big time. Don't care, don't, don't care for likes on Facebook or, or so, social media. Don't. <laughs> don't. As, yeah. yeah. Care for yourself, and as long as you like it, and you know pe- other people will like it when they see the end of it, that's what matters. Mm. Well, yeah, man. If if you've got work to do that day, and and you want to get you know say the next page in your comic book done up and ready to go, it's going to be really hard to say no to your friends if if they want to hang out. But sometimes you just got to like you you got to put your passion and the love for what you're doing first sometimes, in order in order for it to actually you know become what it is to become. Exactly. Cool. Or do like me. Just don't have friends. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that it sure I'm kidding. make that easier. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, but it will make it easier, yeah. Yeah. I'll be your friend, Rick. Well, <laughs> just don't annoy me while I work, and it's it's fine. Oh, this might explain why, why you don't have that many friends, Rick. You yell at them for annoying you. Well, I... I, I I got enough friends. No, kidding aside, I I have I have good friends. I just keep them. <laughs> I just keep them in other towns, so they don't just don't want to just don't show uh, show up without <laughs> them alarming me first. That's a good idea. If you, if your friends are distracting you, inviting you to too many parties, just move to a different town. Keep yeah. them keep them at an arm's length. And block them on Facebook. <laughs> terrible, <Rick. laughs> terrible. Yeah, All sorry. Right. Well. It's been an hour. We better wrap it up there, Rick. It has been a fantastic episode. I really enjoyed this one, and and I hope. A good, a fantastic question as well. What what was his name? Steve Young. Stephen yeah. Young. Yeah, I believe that was his name, Steve Young. So thanks, Steve, for sending that in. And if you're a listener and you've got a great topic that you'd like us to cover, then be sure to, to send it in. You know, post it in the comments below if, you, if you're listening on the on the website or on the, the SoundCloud or iTunes or, you know, wherever you're listening to this, make sure you get in touch with us and, and let us know what you'd like us to cover because we do this for you, right? We, we want to give you as much value as possible. So, yeah, that's why we do what we do, isn't it, Rick? Even if, even if your question is this, you know that they won't uh, last for a whole podcast. Drop them anyway because we're actually planning on doing a whole podcast just answering questions from you guys, no matter mm. how simple and how easy they are. Different so questions, yeah. Don't don't feel don't feel afraid of asking. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, I actually yep. for the first time for the first time in this podcast, I have an announcement. Oh, do you? Well, please, uh, let us Whoa. tell us what your announcement is. <laughs> no. Tomorrow, seeing this podcast comes out when you listen to it, tomorrow the challenge of the, the month will be over, and I will be doing an, an a live review of all of the sub- submissions. And that's on the Facebook group, the How to Draw Comics on the Facebook face- group. Exactly. Cool. I will do that there. So everybody interested show up, I will give you a proper time in an announcement on the Facebook group when 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 we get closer. But I just thought I wanted to tell. That's very exciting. That's awesome. Cool. And that was my that was the announcement. That's the announcement done. Oh I got actually I've been wanting to I've been wanting to ask you this for a very long time, but I've held yep. back on it. Okay. When you when you say, when you get a child and it's and if it turns out to be a boy, have you considered calling it Clint? Um, no, I haven't actually. But but you 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 see the joke, right, Clint Barton? I I do, 
I do. Um, he needs to be named after Hawkeye after all. How cool would that be? I get you. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I, I've been I've been holding that that one in for so long. You have I'll, no I'll idea. I'll think that one. I'll talk to uh, I'll talk to the my lovely partner about that and see what she thinks because you know she's the one who ultimately determines these things. We know that. <laughs> yeah, he's the boss. Exactly. All right. Well. I'm gonna uh, let, let's let's wrap it up there, Rick. We could talk forever, yep. couldn't we? But uh, we, oh, we don't want to yeah. keep these these our wonderful listeners too long. So thank you so much for joining us for another episode, guys. We we really uh, love having you here, and and we love creating these for you. So thanks thanks so much, and uh, thank you, Rick, for for joining me as well as my ever dependable uh, co-host. You're very welcome. <laughs> no worries. All right. Until next time, when guys. Will the, when will the... When will the paychecks come? <laughs> Someday, when uh, <laughs> when I start getting some paychecks, <laughs> you'll start getting some paychecks. But oh, um, okay. But yeah, we'll we'll leave it there. So thanks uh, thanks again, guys, and uh, until next time, keep on creating. <laughs> <laughs>